There's a trap that we all fall into with side dishes. We prepare them one way for so long that we forget there are other ways. We become numb to their flavors and we bore our palate. It's easier to not think about it and just cook things the same way over and over. Well, today we're going to get out of that slump. We're going to look at some common side dishes and different ways that we can jazz them up. You might be sitting there thinking, why? Well, don't you deserve it? Wouldn't it be nice to have a few tricks up your sleeve? Wouldn't it be awesome to not just eat the same thing over and over? I think so. And if you do too, then let's get to it. I'm Chef Ben. This is Food in 5, brought to you by HowToNotBurnShit.com, your modern culinary manual. And today, we're talking about side dish secrets. Green vegetables. Broccoli, green beans, Brussels sprouts, asparagus, they can all be pretty much treated the same way. The cooking times will change, but other than that, a method that works for one will work for the other. Now the first two things I have to say are pretty basic. Number one, don't overcook them. Cook the vegetables only until they're tender, but still have a bit of bite. Mushy vegetables aren't fun. Number two, season them with salt and pepper and grease them up with butter or olive oil. If you do nothing else from this post, do this. Always add butter, salt, and pepper to things. Always. Acid. A bit of lemon juice or even vinegar can make the flavor of green vegetables pop. However, if you're going to add acid to them, it has to be after they are cooked. If the acid is added too soon, it will turn them from bright green to a gray-green color. So if you have steamed green beans or asparagus or any other green vegetable, add a bit of olive oil or butter, season with salt and pepper, and finish with lemon juice um, from about half a lemon. Along with oil and lemon, hard cheeses like Parmesan and Asiago go really well with green vegetables. You can grate a bit of cheese over them after they're cooked, along with the lemon and olive oil. Slightly toasted almonds or hazelnuts can also be added into the mix along with the cheese, oil, and lemon. Doesn't that already sound amazing? Now, any of these additional ingredients can be added individually to green vegetables. However, working in tandem, they add a lot of depth of flavor for minimal effort. Roasting. One way to cook vegetables is to steam them or boil them. This is probably the most common way, but it isn't the only way. Roasting vegetables in the oven draws out their natural sweetness and intensifies their flavor. Roasting can be done with any vegetables, and this process is really uncomplicated. Toss the vegetables with a bit of oil, salt, and pepper, spread them on a baking sheet lined with parchment paper, and cook them on 400 degrees for 20 to 25 minutes for most green vegetables, or 30 to, 34, 30 to 40 minutes for carrots and the like. They're done when they're tender. Simple. Additionally, the same principles apply with roasted vegetables as they do with steamed vegetables. Lemon, olive oil, salt and pepper, cheese, and even nuts. Carrots. For whatever reason, carrots seem a bit of a conundrum to people. They peel them, cut them, and boil the living hell out of them. When this happens, the carrots become soft and limp. They lose their flavor and often become bitter. Like green vegetables, the first thing with carrots is to stop overcooking them and to season them with salt and pepper and butter. Always. Okay, when it comes to carrots, a large portion of the nutrients are found in the peel. So by removing that, you are essentially throwing away a lot of the beneficial bits of the carrot. Having said that, of course you can peel them if you like. I'll leave that up to you, but honestly, sometimes I peel them and sometimes I don't. I like the flavor of the peel, especially on roasted carrots. Now, just like green vegetables, carrots do very well with roasting. 
Smaller carrots can be roasted whole, while larger carrots should be either split down the middle or cut into smaller pieces. Now, carrots go really well with herbs like thyme, rosemary, tarragon, and parsley. And if roasting the carrots, toss them with oil, salt, pepper, and fresh rosemary or thyme, and then roast. Alternatively, you can add rosemary or thyme to the cooking water. Fresh parsley should be added to the carrots after they're cooked. Now, there's a classic preparation for carrots that is called carrots vici. Essentially, carrots vici are carrots that are cooked in a light syrup of water, sugar or honey, uh, vinegar, and tarragon. That syrup is reduced down and served over the carrots. Sounds amazing because it is. Uh, all you have to do to make carrots vici is peel and cut your carrots like you normally would and put them in a pot. Put enough water in the pot to just cover the carrots, but no more. Add one tablespoon of vinegar, white wine vinegar preferably, one tablespoon of honey or sugar, one tablespoon of butter, two sprigs of fresh tarragon, and bring to a boil. And once the carrots start to boil, reduce the heat and simmer until the carrots are cooked and the liquid is a syrupy consistency. Uh, season with salt and pepper and serve the carrots with the syrup over them. Frickin' delicious. Potatoes. There are so many different preparations for potatoes that it's impossible to list them all here. So I'm going to focus on two main things. Mashed potatoes and roasted potatoes. Mashed potatoes. There's a lot that can be done to jazz up mashed potatoes. Obviously milk or cream and butter goes a long way. And these should be heated up prior to being added to the potatoes so the potatoes don't lose their heat. Also, salt and pepper always, always, always salt and pepper. And when it comes to mashed potatoes, there's really only three things that you can change. The type of liquid added, or the milk, the type of fat, butter, uh, and you can add additional ingredients. So let's break it down. Liquid. Obviously milk is pretty standard. Heavy cream can be added uh, to give the potatoes a nice richness, um, but it's not something that you want to eat every night. Buttermilk can also be added for a lighter flavor and a, a little tiny bit of, of nice pleasant sourness. Now, hot, hot chicken stock makes a great addition and replacement for the dairy and mashed potatoes, and it makes for much lighter potatoes as well. Fat. Butter is without a doubt the most common addition here. However, it is not the only one. Olive oil works well, as does rendered bacon fat or chicken fat, and sour cream can also act as a replacement for the butter and will add that nice, fresh sour cream flavor. Now, if butter is the fat of choice, it can be added as is, clarified, or brown by cooking it until it turns a nutty brown color. Additional ingredients. Herbs of any kind can be added to the potatoes. Thyme, chives, and parsley are what I prefer. Um, and just chop them up nice and fine and then mix them in while you're mashing your potatoes. Uh, garlic makes a great addition to mashed potatoes, but some people seem to be confused as to when to add it. I peel a few cloves of garlic and throw them right in with the potatoes as they are cooking. Then I mash the garlic right into the potatoes. You get the subtle garlic flavor, but none of that harshness that you get from the raw garlic. Roasted garlic is also a very good addition in potatoes and would be added after they are cooked. Bacon and almost any kind of cheese can be thrown in there too. Why not? Roasted potatoes. A no-fail method that I got from a restaurant I used to work at is this. Take baby potatoes, cut them in half if they're too big, uh, so you want them all to be about even sized. Put them in a pot and cover them with cold water, cold salted water, excuse me. Put the pot on high and wait for it to boil. As soon as it boils, drain off the water and toss the potatoes with the olive oil, salt and pepper, and chopped rosemary. Spread the potatoes out on parchment-lined sheet pan and roast at 400 degrees for 35 to 40 minutes or until the potatoes are golden brown 
on the outside and soft in the middle. Perfect every time, and they are so delicious. Rice. In the interest of brevity, I'm going to talk only about basmati rice. First of all, the standard cooking process for basmati is two parts water, one part rice. To that, add a bit of butter or oil and salt and pepper. Bring the rice to a boil over high heat, put a lid on the pot, turn the heat to low, and let simmer for 17 minutes, never opening the lid. Remove the pot from the burner and let sit for another 17 minutes, again, not removing the lid. Now fluff with a fork and enjoy. Cooking liquid. The water in rice can easily be subbed out uh, with chicken, beef, vegetable, or mushroom stock, depending on what you're doing. Coconut milk can also replace all or some of the water. Aromatics. One bay leaf and two cloves add a very nice flavor to a small pot of rice, as does any mild herb. Um, uh, Pre-additions. Pre-additions are items that are added prior to cooking. Mushrooms can be added, as can onions, garlic, carrots, chilies, tomatoes, and celery. All of these ingredients will add a unique flavor to the rice, but they should all be cooked prior to being added. Post-additions. Things that can be added after the rice is cooked include citrus, zest, and juice, and soft herbs like cilantro and parsley. Conclusion. I hope that this has helped you see the vegetables don't have to be boring at all. With a few minor adjustments, basic vegetables and side dishes can be made into something that people will remember and ask about. Just remember, it doesn't take much effort to do anything I just talked about. It mostly just takes a little forethought and a little care. I'm Chef Ben. This is Food in 5, brought to you by HowToNotBurnShit.com, your modern culinary manual. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Chef Ben Kelly and on Facebook at Ben Kelly Cooks. You can like and subscribe to this podcast. You can tell your friends about it. Thank you, as always, for listening. I love you all. I'll be back tomorrow with another fantastic episode of Food in 5. And tomorrow is Thursday. That means it is Brief History Day, and we'll be looking at a brief history of navel oranges. I'll see you then. Have a great Wednesday, everybody.